Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 437, August 13th, 2020. It was 98 degrees on this day in 1880, and 48 degrees on this day on two occasions, 1924 and 1997. So in 1997, e- even though your beach had been kept free of weeds by our friends at Aquaside, the kids probably took a day off from swimming, and you could just sit there and admire your crystal clear water, that gin-colored water and the rippled sand because Aquaside has gotten rid of all the vegetation and the algae. They have a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. These products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, so they're safe for you and your family and the lake. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today, White Bear Lake Company. They'll identify your weed problem, get you the right products, and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. I am a longtime GLer and listened to your interview with Kendall Qualls yesterday. This morning I had the privilege of meeting him in person at a meeting in his campaign office. I told him I listened to his interview and shared some of the raves you had given him. You had wondered if he would listen to the broadcast. I wondered the same, and he mentioned his wife also asked if he had heard it. He said no, he didn't and wouldn't because he didn't want to get puffed up by accolades. I heard more of his story this morning. This humble, accomplished, intelligent, godly man wants to stand up and speak out for the ideals that our country was founded on. I have washed my hands of politics because I feel I have fallen into a cesspool of corruption, apathy, and lies whenever I listen to any of our political leaders. Kendall is the antidote to this. He gives us hope. He has, a, he has a voice and is not afraid to speak out. I want to join him in getting his message out. Edmund Burke said, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. It is time for me and others like me to get involved and stop doing nothing and be bold in pushing back. Keep pushing back. I hope to hear Kendall on your show again in the future. He has much more to say. Lisa Stinchfield. Thank you. What a great email. Nice. And then there's this one from Tim. Kendall Qualls told an inspiring story of overcoming struggle and hardship on Wednesday's podcast. His story is the exact opposite of his opponent, Congressman Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips is the grandson of Pauline Phillips, who was better known by her pen name, Abigail Van Buren, and her advice column, Dear Abby. Like fellow Democrat Mark Dayton, Dean Phillips was born into one of the wealthiest families in Minnesota. The Phillips Distilling Company has been involved in liquor distilling. You can't hold that against them. And distribution... (laughs) for more than a century. Some of their more well-known brands are Phillips Vodka and Gin. Dean Phillips is the fifth generation to work in the family business. The Nonpartisan Center for Responsive Politics tracks the net worth 
of every member of Congress based on their financial disclosure forms. They report that Dean Phillips' Phillips' net worth is $124 million, which puts him slightly ahead of Nancy Pelosi. There are 435 members of the House of Representatives. Dean Phillips is the fifth richest, and you can uh, go to uh, uh, opensecrets.org or uh, uh, any other site and verify that. But Tim is a a loyal emailer, and I'm not going to give him the we don't know that. Which was interesting why yesterday Kendall pointed out that uh, Dean Phillips in his fundraising efforts has sought help from Walls and Amy Klobuchar. Uh, Just go to your own bank account there, uh, Dean. You know, what are you going to do? Now, I know it's Positive Thursday, uh, but uh, Stacy, the GL geologist, has weighed in. Uh, In a typical week, there is approximately a 1 in 10,000 chance of a magnitude 7 plus earthquake on the southernmost San Andreas Fault. One in 10,000 chance in a typical week. For the next week, we estimate an elevated chance of such an earthquake to be about one in 1,000. Wow. There a lot of quakes in the San Andreas Fault area down near the Salton Sea, which is a uh, kind of a stinky place now. I guess it used to be kind of a vacation hotspot back in the 60s and the 50s, but she's, uh, she's a little putrid right now. Ooh. That's a good lake name, Putrid. Putrid, yeah. <laughs> that bridge right over the, the swamp over there at Putrid is fun to throw skip rocks on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes they don't even sink. Right. Yeah, if you get two gross. bounces, if you get two bounces, you're really doing well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we got the whole gang together, huh? Yeah. Hey. On a hot and humid uh, positive Thursday. Yeah. What's new with the Rook? Uh... Not much is new with me. I've uh, you already out of material. Yeah, no, 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 I'm just I'm being uh, no, I'm working hard uh, at the airport. Uh, I'm being gracious, Chris. I'm being gracious. That's true. Went out and the uh, terrain didn't start today. Uh, oh, not boy. sure why be a starter. So we had AAA come over and tow that well, over. Well, I'm, I'm already sorry. I'm already sorry. Coming up on the ride. I made a really good cheese omelet with a little side. I kind of meant. I kind of meant what's going on from a worldview, not the fact that your okay. rundown cars oh, don't start. Oh, you want me to assess? No, uh, we're no, effed. No. Yeah. We're effed. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? Show's no, over. May I mention something? I I made a, a a long drive to and from the great area of Lanesboro. My family's been camping down there this week. Just south of Chatfield, boys. When you drive through little cities like that, it does give you hope. Yeah. It was just, it was so peaceful. Well, why? Because you're away from the country's tallest buildings. And you're right. I I, I couldn't believe it. She and I stopped and had a little beverage because we stopped at Harmony Spirits, but they were closed. Timing. (laughs) And uh, it it was just, Joe, it was was peaceful. It was so great. That that shouldn't be such a mystery to you. I know. You were you were in uh, places where uh, logic and common sense and moral and ethical integrity prevail. Yeah. All right. The, I'll, go I'll, ahead, pig, I'll piggyback on Reeves. On Tuesday, uh, my family, minus the uh, oldest boy who's out of town, uh, we decided we were going to go tubing down the Cannon River. We do it once a year. You, uh-huh. The drive through Hastings. Yep. Is uh, I know exactly what you're describing. It has that, you know, that down, not not the downtown feel, just that that small town feel where it just seems like everything's okay. And then floating down the river with not a, a worry in the world yep. for two hours was the one of the most relaxing things because as soon as you get back to the TV, to the radio, to the newspapers, to the podcasts, it's oh I my god. I got news for you. I got news for you. You want to come on to the Cannon River next time? 
No, but you can you can find. A t- uh, I'm not ripping Hastings. I enjoy Hastings as much as the next person, but you you, you can find much more charming small towns than Hastings. No, I know. I it, I just mentioned that because I just drove through there to get down to the Cannon River. Sure, sure. And it was uh, we got a lot of space too. By the way, <coughs> why don't we? Ask, are you going to ask me how I'm doing? No. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> Because I made that mistake asking Rook, and I'm not going to ask John either. So there. I feel like I should whistle the Andy Griffith theme right. after all of that. John, that's I was just going to tell you to mind your own business anyway. So, <laughs> Let's get the tough stuff out of the way, all right, and okay. try to keep it positive. Okay. Right. Not, sure. uh, the Chicago Black Lives Matter organizer who justified looting as reparation has doubled down, insisting this week that even calling someone a criminal is based on racism. And sure. that's, that's where we're headed. Ariel Atkins told WBEZ that her group is 100% supports violent looters who trash chunks of the Windy City Monday, again repeating her claim that it's reparations. The whole idea of criminality is based on racism anyway, she told the NPR station. Because criminality is punishing people for things they may have needed to do to survive or just the way that society has affected them with white supremacist BS, she said. Get the groin kick ready. She got it the other day. She's going to get it again. I didn't know we were going to give her another one. At least 13 were injured and 100 people arrested in violent clashes that led to a mostly black community in the troubled south side to kick out a BLM march the next day. And I have that story, which is a ray of hope. Atkins attacked Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who was black, for calling the looting straight-up felony criminal conduct. Well, that's because that's what it was. It's like her deciding what is criminal and what isn't, Atkins said. Yes, that's, that's right, Atkins said, as she suggested that calling the thieves criminals was, its, was itself a form of racism. Uh, I will support the looters till the end of the day. If that's what they need to do in order to eat, and that's what you do, you've got, you've, and that's what you've got to do to eat, she said of those who even tried to smash their way into a Ronald McDonald's house caring for sick children and their families. Wow. Atkins dismissed the idea that civil rights had ever gotten wins from peaceful protests. Winning has come through revolts. Winning has come through riots, she said. Yeah, lady, you're going to learn that, too. The only person that can undermine our movement is the police, our oppressors, and uh, then us when we don't believe in the people that we're fighting with, she told the station. If anyone is attacking the city, it's them, she insisted of police. And anybody who is rising up and saying, we won't take this anymore, we're going to do what we want, those are the people she should be trying to protect, meaning the mayor, and those are the people that she should be getting outraged for, she said. Atkins has no sympathy for the business's damage in the spree, which includes a small convenience store likely to go out of business after being looted twice in months. The fact that anybody gives a S-word about these businesses over what is happening in this city right now and the pain that people are in and suffering that is taking place. I don't care, she said. Hey, congratulations, all you Major League Sports franchises. You're aligned with one hell of a group there. Just one hell of a group. (laughs) Congratulations to you. This uh, woman's brain is is destroyed. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no. Well, then here you go. That deserves this. Is she even worth debating? No. Because you can't debate with someone that's stupid. Yeah, you can't reason with that. Type you can't. Of logic. You can't reason with no. someone who has lost well, their has, sanity. Has anybody besides you stepped up to her and said, uh, "You're dumb. Shut up." Uh, well, I would imagine not in Chicago, so maybe that's maybe that's happened, but I'm not yeah, going to have that personal opportunity. There's been some Twitter uh, comments uh, 
like that, Kenny. Yes. How about your guy, the the writer you often um, cite in Chicago? John Cass. Has he written about her? Uh, To my knowledge, he's not written about this yet. Okay. I bet he will. Okay. Right, John, I'm sure there's commentary on Twitter, but it, has any of it come from anybody that uh, has a voice, an influencer? No, I haven't seen any, quote, influencer or, you know, big-time whatever, big-time politician, that kind of thing. Sure. Well, she's, she's, again, her brain is, uh, she has sacrificed her brain to the movement or what she believes to be the movement, and she's just entirely uh, out of her mind. She's she's, she's Does she actually believe that, or does she, is she trying to foment anarchy? Both. Probably both. I I guess the answer is both. Yeah. 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 It's just a crying shame. Uh, Meanwhile, we're going to really stay, stay safe uh, uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, the governor is requiring uh, that uh, you wear your mask on a Zoom call. I believe the request is for, for state employees to wear their masks during Zoom calls to set an example. It's kind of wow. like this. This <laughs> is what it would look like. I got my GL podcast made by Mrs. Reavers. Yeah, but are you on, are you guys on TV again today? Yes, we are. We're yeah. on Streamyard, it's, baby. It's every day, Joe. Every, every day. day, Joe. You should I don't join have us that, sometime. Uh, I don't. I have the Google Chrome apparently. Yeah. Well, well so do I. That's what I'm using. Can head that's, on that's over. That's what I'm using. Yeah. <laughs> well, how old is your unit? Whoa. Yeah, 52. I'm 55. <laughs> Almost. We're closing in on <laughs> nothing, 50. Nothing left but the skin it came Still got oh that skin. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> How old is your computer, you smartass? I don't uh, know. Mine's about five years. Oh. I yeah, got me the Chrome. too. Mine's just a Chromebook. Where does it say Chrome on it? On mine. Nope. Uh, oh where's the God. word Chrome? <laughs> Try again. It's not made out of Chrome. It's made out of plastic. I got a MacBook Air that I'm there that I go. use for the yeah. show. Yeah. So yep. you you would just download Chrome, Joe. Yep. It's really easy. You'd have it. But so. I don't see a little camera anywhere. It's on the top. Yeah. yeah. It's right up. It's top. right front and center. It's there. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yep. I yep. see something that looks like a television screen. <laughs> then I see uh-huh. something that looks like a broken battery. Yep. And then a ready kilowatt sign. Ready kilowatt. Remember ready kilowatt when electricity yeah. was pretty cheap? Oh, of course. I got, a, I got the shaming letter today. I got the shaming letter from Excel. Here's oh. how you do it compared to your neighbors, you glutton. I got that last <laughs> oh. week. I don't get those anymore. I used to, and I haven't seen one in about two yeah, years. Glutton. Maybe you're the good neighbor. <laughs> I can spend my life turning you. off lights. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even open this one. Uh, well, during I, a break, during a break, I'll go up and get it. I need to ask you guys, Rook, Rook, you, I guess, what at what age do kids learn that when they leave a room, they need to shut a light off? Because that's never, all I do never. when I'm home. Well, I got 24 to 15, and not one of them had, knows how yeah. to do that. You're kidding. Yeah. No. And oh, they also no. put dishes in the magic sink where you put your dirty dishes there, and they're magically clean. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a magic sink. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them in the magic sink. They'll take care yeah. of it. Well, I got my... Uh, did I tell you yesterday? No, what? we were off the air. You got the I got spring? My, I got my result back from the COVID test. Okay. Negative. Are you pregnant? Yeah. Negative. Yep, pregnant with twins. My name is Ramona Schwartz. <laughs> and uh, there was a little bureaucratic hiccup there, but uh, we straightened it out. I have tested negative. <laughs> Very good. Very you good know what? I, I have a serious COVID thought. Very serious. Mm-hmm. I think the main question that Americans need answered is science should be 
in addition, I suppose, to creating a vaccine, which seems unlikely given the strange nature of this virus, science should be trying to answer the question, why do some people sail along smoothly, not get sick, or if they do, have a really, really mild case, and other people fall almost immediately critically ill? I I want that question answered, because if you could answer that question, you'd solve this. If you could identify the people who are going to become critically ill, we could solve this. Yes, Kenny. Joe, Joe, they've been working on that since February. Good, but I I don't have an answer. So what is your question? You're right. Who is Andre the Giant? Fauci Fauci has only recently uh, stated that that's his... That's one of his primary interests right now is right. discovering why why can uh, why can I not have it uh, and my next door neighbor who's lean and fit is uh, on a heart lung machine. What in the hell is the difference? Okay, uh, this was discussed in my home this morning. It wouldn't have been discussed anywhere else. Right, right. And uh, as my wife and I were discussing this, her theory that she heard is that over the course of the last two to three years, there have been coronaviruses. Yeah, because that's merely another word for a cold. Right. So we have probably contracted it at some point. Maybe not this 19, which is a little more fierce, but we've already have the the antibodies inside our body. And when they recognized it was bad, they fought it hard. Other immune systems were not able to do that, or maybe they never were exposed to it. Well, is it possible that my body has fought it off hard and yet I've never experienced one single symptom? Correct. Or or am I just a guy who hasn't been exposed enough to to really catch it? Uh, I I think prior to March and everyone wearing masks, uh, I think everybody everybody was exposed Uh, to it. You would go to the grocery store. wherever Wherever you were going, somebody was infected. And you got it, and your body said, nope, not today. We had a family wedding on Feb 14 in a 100 people, uh, no dead of winter, in, a, in an enclosed room. Not one person ever came out of that with any symptoms. Well, I don't think that Sushre immune system is that great, but... I got to tell you how weird and bizarre it is. I've been listening to this Dark Horse podcast this week with uh, Brett Weinstein and his wife Heather, and they're evolutionary biologists, and they are the smartest people on the planet. So I've been listening to these two geniuses discuss this, and now I just heard Matthews. <laughs> heard Matt's Matthews wife, from, Matt's wife from theory. around the breakfast table theory. <laughs> and I've got to tell you, man, it's like going from a yacht onto a log of rafts, <laughs> a raft of logs floating down the muddy river. Yeah, yeah. Bounce if you would shore. like more scientific analysis, turn into theory. table talk with Rookie Rook, Fink. Rook, your Just, theory and, and two dollars and get you a cup of coffee. That's I'm sticking uh, with it though. Yeah. No. Well, I, I have I, to I, pause I, this podcast, Joe, and look up words just so I can stay with them. Yeah. They're so smart. Thank you. I just want to conclude that uh, <laughs> that the most important question would be the answer to that. Why is why are some people not affected and others die? I want to know that. I want because there's got to be a reason. Right. It, it just can't be randomness. There's got to be some connecting factor between all of the people who get critically ill. Uh, I guess I'm referring to, say, in age groups. Uh, it's understandable that the elderly, however, unfortunately, uh, might be at a point in their lives where their immune systems cannot help them. 
but you know you take right. these you take these 40 year old uh, trail runners and and you read about them once a week in the paper who have near death experiences and and the neighbor and the neighbor who's never run a city block doesn't get it well, I just, don't I, just I don't get it because you are physically fit and I'm being serious just because you are physically fit which none of us are and are in shape which none of us are I that, am that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a strong immune system Joe I, I I'm not suggesting that you're, you're misunderstanding my point because I'm sure you're watching TV or playing some game on your computer. Here's, here's what I'm saying, which is why I better get on TV so I can see you morons getting away with your mischief. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <clears throat> Turn it off. Uh, Skipper just fell out of the, uh, the bed again on Gilligan. <laughs> Damn it. Joe, uh, I know I've been preaching at you on and off the air, but it's all available on on this Brett Weinstein podcast, Dark Horse, he's, he's discussed this at length, what you're okay. talking about right, right. now. Okay, right. the actor that, <laughs> the poor actor that we lost, my theory on him would be he, oh, right. Matt, Matt, we've heard the your Broadway theory. guy. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just had the immune I, system. I think you had, I, I think, I gave you plaudits when you expressed that. I think it was a wise theory, which shocked me. Uh, and that that is that you think it could be the foretelling of something in the guy's future that was going to get him anyway. Right. If I'm if I'm understanding you correctly, maybe leukemia, maybe yeah, a certain yeah. type of cancer, something like that, where there was already a, a break in the system. Uh, we're accident. way out over our skis here, so let's the, let's change and get back Joe, to normal. I, I yes, I do John. want to say the Scientist, the magazine. Yes, uh, there's. I'm looking at an article from February 24th yep. asking the same question. So they yeah. obviously. Have been working on it. It's not something that just... Obsessively, you know. yeah. Yes, February 24th, the article is... I think uh, we should break it down more. I think we're really bringing in a lot of information. No, we, we're... Let's... We another theory. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, settle down and don't interrupt, and uh, let's let's realize that... Uh, it's my fault I brought it up, yeah. but let's realize yeah. that we have no earthly idea what we're talking about, nope. except the question is legitimate. Uh, and it would yep. be fascinating to know, because you know that, you then end this thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Joe, I'm a garage logician in the heart of Liberal Lakes. My family has spent 11 years on the north side of Minneapolis remodeling our home, growing and homeschooling our five boys, establishing our roots in our neighborhood. As of now, we plan on staying in Minneapolis because I'm not sure there is a place in the metro, at least, where life is dramatically different or where crime and disorder are absent. For now, our extended families and work keep us close uh, to the metro. In trying to get a handle on our current Settling, setting, and grappling to understand the ends of the political elite, I have revisited Orwell's 1984. Listening to the show regarding the spatial justice mathematician Lori Rubel, I made a quick link to the book. Below is a quote from Orwell. Quote, he picked up the children's history book and looked at the portrait of Big Brother, which formed its frontspiece. The hypnotic eyes gazed into his own. It was as though some huge force was pressing down upon you, something that penetrated inside your skull, battering against your brain, frightening you out of your beliefs, persuading you almost to deny the evidence of your senses. In the end, the party would announce that two and two made five, and you would have to believe it. It was inevitable that they should make that claim sooner or later. The logic of their position demanded it. Not merely the validity of experience, but the very existence of external reality was tacitly denied by their philosophy. 
The heresy of heresies was common sense. And what was terrifying was not that they would kill you for thinking otherwise, but that they might be right. For after all, how do we know that two and two make four? Or that the force of gravity works? Or that the past is unchangeable? If both the past and the external world exist only in the mind, and if the mind itself is controllable, what then? Uh, the end seems to be totalitarian control, the control of the narrative both today, throughout history, and into the future. There is already evidence that the students of the failed academy have no good handle on reality and that they believe anything and everything can be altered. Big Brother then has the keys to change the world, shaping into his own image and bending the public to his desire. Thinking for ourselves, evaluating science with a reasonable mind, or directing the course of our own life and work cannot meet the needs and desires of Big Brother. I think a 2 plus 2 equals 4 t-shirt may be in order. I never knew pushback would be this simple. And that's uh, Michael Melling in Minneapolis. Speaking of science, you guys ever see these signs in yards that... uh, uh, Black lives. It's all on one 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 placard. Uh, We believe in black lives. All lives matter. All are welcome here. We believe in science. Have you seen those where where they say we believe in science? I've only seen the single. I've not seen the science ones yet. And I've never these people with these signs. They're never outside, and I'm dying for them to be outside so I can say, okay, now you say you believe in science. I want to ask them how many genders are there. And if they say, well, as many as there want to be, then I'll say, well, you should cross out the you believe in science part. Because <laughs> you don't. You, you have weird goals, Joe. I do. Yeah, I, do. That's, uh, I, I have to admit, I, that hadn't occurred to me. No. <laughs> the other day I was wondering, you know, I, I said uh, to the amusement of the people I was with, uh, there were all kinds of worms on the golf course. And I said, how would you like to be a worm? And I, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was a, a rough existence to be a worm. You know, you're you're underground, and then a, right. a big rain comes, and then in order to keep from drowning, you got to come up above but the surface. But you're looking at it from your perspective. I know. I bet yeah. they they probably think the same thing about us. Yeah, how would you? I like think to be the a worst person? thing about the worst thing about being a worm would be going fishing. I think what you're saying yeah. about the worm is he'd stick his head out and say, "Hey, what happened? <laughs> What's, What's going on? Kind of nice out. What it is." <laughs> What up? What up? Uh, how, how about this? So if you're a worm and you're split in half, you're still, you're not done. You're a twin. Right. Yeah, yeah you're a twin. Okay. So if you're lonely, just boom. Yeah. All right. All right. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have heard that they can get terribly busy at EcoFun Motorsports. Terribly busy because it's become so popular. It's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake selling those magnificent Bintelli e-bikes, uh, all the scooters that turn errands into adventures, the full line of Yamaha motorcycles, the uh, uh, helmets and apparel, the uh, youth recreational equipment, great service department. Uh, but I've heard that, man, they can get busy. Uh, Tim's getting, you know, 50 to 75 voicemails a day. Do you guys realize that? Wow. And they're thinking about creating a, a T-shirt for the GLers at EcoFun Motorsports. Uh, you'll really enjoy this experience. You'll really enjoy the equipment, most importantly. It's great equipment. A lot of the uh, outdoor biking season is left in those scooters. Uh, if you are heading back to school, what great nimble transportation. You can park them anywhere, get about 75 miles to the gallon. Uh, mind you, you don't ever get yourself on a busy street or a highway. But you can figure out your routes to and from as you turn your errands into adventures. It's all available at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake.
Hey, we would love it if you could book a tee time with our partners at Siren National Golf Club in Siren, Wisconsin. Our friends Jeff and Sarah, they are the owners and are true diehard fans of Garage Logic. If you're not familiar, Siren National is a beautiful 19-hole championship course. Yes, they have an extra hole. You really have to see the beauty of this course for yourself. Check out a hole-by-hole video tour at their website right now, sirennational.com. They have mature pine and hardwood forest lines that bent grass, fairways, and greens. A lot of great natural features like woods, water, and rock. There are no houses on this course. You are in the North Woods. It's perfect for both veteran and beginner golfers, and it's also very affordable. Jeff and Sarah have priced rounds very fair. They want people to have fun without breaking the bank. Yes, and now, check this out. Through the end of the season, they have a special offer for any law enforcement officers. Just simply show your ID and get a free beverage with your round or $5 off your round of golf. Jeff and Sarah have two sons that are in law enforcement. It's very close to their heart. It's just their way of saying thank you. Book your tea time now at sirennational.com and please help support our fellow GLers and play Siren National. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Let's talk about some of the ugly, folks. Let's talk about some of the ugly with your carpets. When it gets a little hot and humid and you got the windows open and the doggy or the kitty had a little accident, that really starts becoming very ripe. Well, MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com, MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com, I'm saying that twice for effect, so you remember, as soon as you get that bad smell, you go, we got to call these guys. You've got to call these guys. They are owned by a couple of GLers, Tim and Carla Ross, and I've got to tell you right now, they at My Trusted Carpet Cleaners will do a great job for you. They have state-of-the-art equipment, and they specialize in problem cleaning, such as pet odors and spills. They're not going away. You don't get out the carpet fresh and vacuum it out. That doesn't take care of the bacteria. They have a special process that actually removes the odor, not just masking the smell. If you need your carpets clean, go to MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. You click on the Book Online button at the top of the page, and you schedule your next cleaning. That's perfect. You see all the prices, what days and times are available, and you book a cleaning time in real time. Don't even have to pick up the phone. That is very convenient. MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Go with them. Tell Tim and Carla that the Rook sent you, and you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast, because she is, by the way, a runner-up fireworks uh, fireworks screen from years ago. MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Get in touch with them today. Would the state fair be starting a week from today or two weeks from today? Oh, I two bet weeks. two weeks two from weeks. today because we have a Correct. late Labor Day. Yep. Yes. So mm-hmm. the fair would be starting two weeks from today, which would be August 27. And uh, keeping with the positivity of Positive Thursday, which is sometimes difficult, uh, we still ha- we have a new Princess K of the Milky Way. Yeah. The absence of the fair did not prevent the crowning of Brenna Connolly, a 19-year-old college student from Byron, representing Olmstead County, has been crowned the 67th Princess K of the Milky Way. And that happened last night, streamed virtually. Uh, now, we won't get to meet her. We've met every Princess K for years, haven't we? Yeah. We I would get have to meet her, her online for maybe five, ten I minutes. I have a no, question no, about Rook, that. Oh, sorry. Rook. Go ahead. No. Well, they, there was a news story about this just a, a little while ago. I think it was Fox 9 had her on, and you know they were doing the, the butter carving of her head, and... The whole it looked all exactly the same except for one thing. She's sitting in the cooler, right, by herself, wearing a mask. 
Oh, oh, that's going to be a different looking. Uh, well, that's going to be pretty easy for the new car. Nobody was around carver. her. Why was she wearing a mask and a cooler Wasn't by the herself? Lady carving. No, in a separate. No, Miss se- Christensen has resigned. Not she's resigned. She's done, and they've got a new guy that's doing yeah, it, it this a, year. It was a guy. First doing year. It. Yeah. yeah, we've had the butter carver on as well. But he wasn't in the same room. With no, her. no, they were in two separate coolers, and they were both wearing masks. I found that odd. Connolly will serve as the Goodwill Ambassador for nearly 3,000 Minnesota dairy farm families. She attends the U of M. Ten county dairy princesses from across Minnesota competed for the uh, Princess K of the Milky Way title. Emily Benrood of Goodhue, uh, Maggie Molitor of Rockville, uh, they were, they were runners-up. And they make uh, she'll make exper- uh, uh, appearances now, as we've always discovered that that's what they do. So congratulations to... Brenna Connolly, 19-year-old college student from Byron, Minnesota, representing Olmstead County. She is your 67th Princess K of the Milky Way. And I also note that uh, you can now order some sort of state fair food boxes. Did you see that? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Marketing. Marketing, uh, marketing. Well, they're brilliant. They're the NFL affairs when it comes to marketing. They, uh, they're already announcing which acts that got canceled this year will return in 2021. Next year, yep. Yeah, next year, including the Doobie Brothers. That's right, with Mike we'll, McDonald. Yeah, we'll be and back. And Skunk? Boy, that's optimistic. No Skunk. No skunk. I, I was thinking the same thing, Kenny. I, on the path we're on, what makes us think that next summer will be any different than this summer? No, I was actually referring to their uh, geriatric age. They think they're actually going to be, <laughs> be around next year. Wow. <laughs> John, were you going to go see the I Doobies? don't make plans that far out. Pardon me, Mr. Reavers. Were you going to go see the Doobies? Was that the show you were going to see? I might. I just I saw the Doobies about two years ago. They opened for Steely Dan. Oh, nice. But I'd like to see them with McDonald's, sure. I would, too. I was I was intending to. I was intending to. Were you impressed, John? Oh, yeah. They sounded great. Okay, that's good. So I'm glad to know that. Wonderful. Did you get high before the show? <laughs> I, I did not get high, Kenny, no. Well, it's the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> I get yeah. it. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Uh the uh, Twins, uh, at long last, now have their first day off of the baseball season. And I believe when they resume tomorrow, it'll be a long stretch before they have another day off. Yeah, I, this is one of the first years that I have not paid any attention to their schedule. Because I know they're playing Kansas City, but I only found that out this morning. I, I have paid zero attention to their upcoming schedule. Again, these fanless sports uh, are driving me crazy because... What I've discovered about myself is I, uh, I'm a I'm a box score reader, and I, for years, have always noted attendance yeah. for every game played, yeah. and it's killing me. I can't cause that that means something to me. Well, there is a uh, there there's ha- there have been a few mishaps because they've got the the guy or the gal that's in the control room that's playing. You know the crowd noise like right. Buxton hits a home run, and they'll both. <laughs> Apparently, I can't remember where it was. Uh, it was on the East Coast, maybe Philadelphia, and the, the kid hit the wrong button. So the Phillies pitcher gave up a three-run bomb, and they played the cheering. <laughs> like, hey! <laughs> what the- are you Whoopsie. doing, Raymond? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Sano hit one last night, and they don't know where it went. Yeah, it might have left the uh, might have left the ballpark. He crushed My that. My God! Thing. And and uh, <laughs> did uh, uh, what's his name? The center fielder Buxton. Byron. Buxton. Did he have two home runs? He did. Yeah. He's been and hot this, lately. This Kent Maeda is pretty good too, isn't he? He might be their best yes. pitcher. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's something. Uh, but again, I would love to know the fan account because, for example, look at the start Oakland is off to, 
and I would be curious as to how they would be drawing. Sure. You know. Well, mm-hmm. and you said it earlier this week that uh, – Viewership is down, and which surprises me because you would think it would be up, given the fact that no one's allowed in the stadium. Uh, I think viewership is down because of matters we've discussed. Yeah, There's so 250 too. million people who love this country, and they're seeing right through this BLM BS, and they're disgusted that these teams have allowed themselves to be so duped. Again, come up with some credible way to uh, seek racial justice. And they haven't. Mm-hmm. They've all gone, uh, uh, they've outdone themselves to try to see who could be the most woke regarding Black Lives Matter. All you got to do is follow what's happening in Chicago, where I'm this s- woman is clearly speaking for Black Lives Matter. And I'm seeing a, a photo, Rook, look at this, a photo of the, the bullet that went through the, the window at the Ronald McDonald House. What, what, is, what is wrong with these people? There are kids in there with cancer. That's the whole point of a Ronald McDonald house. But did these idiots look at the Ronald McDonald house thinking it was corporate headquarters for McDonald's? I mean, is that how stupid these people uh, are? Probably. I, Could I, be. I wouldn't be. discount that. My God. Well, do you want the great ray of hope? Please. Please. Bring us up, bro. Bring us up. Uh, all right. A group of residents of a Chicago neighborhood chased out protesters. They said only came out when they could demonstrate against the police and not what not when blacks were murdered otherwise. The incident unfolded in the neighborhood of Englewood on Tuesday. We refused to let anyone come to Englewood and tear it up, said activist Charlie McKenzie to WFLD-TV. Residents and activists angrily denounced the protest and accused them of only coming to the neighborhood to protest and cause trouble. I don't see none of you... Word I can't say. When it's kids back here shot up, said longtime resident Daryl Smith over a loudspeaker. I'm out here every day. You all don't come out here when the kids get shot. You all come out when it has to do with the word I can't say police. The residents eventually drove out the protesters, who were invariably a bunch of white losers. Smith spoke to reporters. Go ahead. No, I was, I, I was going to wait till you're done. Sorry. Smith spoke to reporters after the altercation and explained that he was fed up with the residents of his neighborhood being blamed for looting and rioting from outside instigators. A lot of people saying the looting downtown sparked from Englewood. We're not having that. It didn't spark from Englewood. Those are opportunists, Smith said. We are tired of Englewood getting a black eye for anything and everything that happens, he said. Smith went on to say that he saw reports that protesters were coming to Englewood again, and he sought to prevent them from causing trouble. No matter what they were going to do, they're not going to come to Englewood antagonizing our police, and then when they go back home to the north side or Indiana, our police are bitter and they're beating up our little black boys, Smith told reporters. He explained that the community organizers have a relationship with the police commander there. Are all the police good? No, they're not, but not all police are bad, he said. We don't need any outsiders and antagonizing them here here now i desperately wanted to play this on the air uh but these are uh, fellows that are speaking the language of the street uh, ah, but okay. but but this is this is what pushback requires it requires black americans to push back against how they're being used by the black lives matter movement they need to push back the left has done you no favors and these protesters are merely thieves of opportunity they have nothing to do with caring about you. As these people in Englewood said, you're never out here when a five-year-old kid gets shot. Where are you then? Which is what we've been saying about Black Lives Matter. Why aren't you appearing and working where black lives literally don't matter? 
Uh, you're not going to see them because that's not what this movement is about, you duped people. Unbelievable. But that's what it's going to take. Neighborhood guys like him and his buddies that say, hey, the protesters are coming our way. We're not going to put up with it. And that's what it takes. And they march and turn around with their tail between their legs and get the hell out of there because they're not wanted. And more of that must take place everywhere, in Chicago and everywhere. Boy, it would be great if that just caught on, though. It really would be. It has to. There's no other solution. Only way out. There's no other solution. It has to. And wa- and watching them being proprietary about their neighborhood, saying, why are you going to bust into this CVS? I need it when I have my migraine headaches or my arthritis or whatever, you know, whenever I need something. I don't want you guys ruining this. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just amazing to me that uh, not more of it happens. But I, I it, the more that video has gone, vi- the video of these uh, uh, Englewood residents confronting the protesters has gone viral. viral. So you can see it for yourself, and then you can understand why I couldn't play the audio. Uh, you wouldn't have heard anything. It would just spend one long beep or bleep. Sound like beep. Morse code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Greetings, gentlemen. I'm your atheist friend, Rob, checking in on the state of things. I've noticed a bit of gloom and despair in some of the recent podcasts, which I will attribute to the increasingly weighty curse of being independent and logical thinkers. Chin up, gents, and have faith. I love being told to have faith from an atheist. If we are to go down in, no, I love this guy. If we are to go down in a blaze of government-subsidized progressive fire, then I prefer to do so with my head high, having pushback everywhere and everywhere I can. We're not done yet, boys. There's a lot of fight left in us. You guys were discussing the Tom Rob Smith series, and I have to say you were spot on. There is no crime in paradise. I also thought the Child 44 movie was pretty good. I liked Tom Hardy, and the show was well cast. I wanted to share a chuckle I had at Grunhofer's recently. I went in with a long list from my neighborhood on my phone and was obviously referring back and forth from the list to the shelves under the amused eyes of two of the female employees, meatloaves and brats, bacon and sticks, even a boat uh, bone for my companion Winston because black labs matter. I sat my pile of goods on the counter where the two young gals were waiting with smiles to ring me up. One looked at me and said, I assume you're one of those garage logic folks, to which I replied, absolutely, and I hear we're responsible for your store edition. They both let the smile slip from their faces, and one leaned in whispering, we don't talk about that here. I nodded and winked, feeling good that I was wearing my chill boys as the room suddenly became warm. I made no more mention of the construction and happily made my way to my next stop, some good smoked beer from one of my favorite breweries close by. The raspberry chipotle brats were fantastic. Yeah. Keep pushing back, guys, because if not us, then who regards Rob? And he was telling us of his great experience at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Martin Hugo. I don't know why they won't, don't want to discuss the addition maybe uh well maybe we'll just leave that alone work hard i'm I'm glad they are though and it's because it's just the most popular meat palace that we any of us have ever encountered Uh, the meatloaf the brats the steaks the skewers the shrimp the salmon the jerky the spices it's all available at grunhofer's old-fashioned meats it's right at the north end of hugo on the east side of highway 61 grunhofer's old-fashioned meats in hugo Joe, can you go? Sorry, Rock, go can ahead. you go back to the um, uh, first part of Rob's email? Do you still have it with you? Yeah. Okay. And what did he start it out with? Greetings, gentlemen. It's your atheist friend Rob checking in on the state of things. And then 
I've noticed a bit of gloom and despair in some of the recent podcasts. Oh, which I, okay, stop there. I think he's talking about the days when I'm not here. No, I think he was. I think he, I, it could be. That Rook, be it a, could be. That it could be. It could be. Wanted to make that. I just wanted to make that yeah, clear. Right. So we're, we're right. good to go. Then. All right, Grunhoffers. Schoonover Body Works and Glass is a one-stop, third-generation, one-stop shop. They've been in business for 80 years, located up in lovely Shoreview, or depending on where you are, down in lovely Shoreview. They're on County E, just a few steps east of Lexington. The shop is chock-a-block with GLers, but when I say one-stop shop, what I mean, it's a full-service auto repair garage, and we've covered this before. Oil changes, rebuilds, front-end works, everything, you know. Mr. Positive, Mike Schoonover on the line. Good afternoon, Mike. Hey, boys. How are we doing today? Not bad at all. So we've talked a lot about the detailing, the body work. Uh, you even made Sucha a happy customer. But I have a question today for you, Mike, regarding the difference between shops like yours, full-service auto and uh, shops, and dealer service. I know a lot of people in my life that insist on bringing their vehicles to the dealers for service and scheduled maintenance. Is this necessary? Because I don't do that. That's a great question, Kenny. Um, I, I uh, No, it's not. It's, uh, it is the, the consumer's right to take their vehicle wherever they choose, whether they take it to the, you know, the the corner garage or, or us or, you know, one of the national chains uh, around uh, around the state, or even if they you know take it to their dealer, it's their choice. Um, so you're and, equipped to handle the, 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 e- you're you're oh, equipped to handle everything the dealers can, right, Mike? Yeah, and you know there, there there's a diff- there there is a difference. You know, dealers do have uh, big, clean, shiny shops, and and uh, they specialize on one brand, whereas shops do uh you know independent shops like ours we fix everything so uh as long as as long as the shops do their job they do the routine maintenance and they document it and uh those customers retain their documents uh their vehicle warranty will not be affected awesome Thank you, Mike. I always wondered about it. You guys have been at it for 80 years. You're always rated as one of the top body shops in town. And by the way, that body work on your vehicle guaranteed for as long as you own that rig. Our choice at GL, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. So... Full disclosure, you guys know me well that I'm a giant dum-dum, correct? Yes. Uh, yep. The last couple of weeks, I've been promoting the fabulous brunch at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. Well, Todd was nice Uh-oh. enough to call me yesterday and say, Uh-oh. hey, thanks for promoting it. We are going to relaunch our brunch this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh, I'm sorry, Todd. We'll note that. So, well. Actually, I'm taking the fam there this weekend for brunch. It is a spectacular brunch, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. But don't forget about happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Friday. A number of great $5 items, and you have to check out their hand crafted cocktails they are out of this world a scratch midwest kitchen and the heart 
of Hopkins, Minnesota. Todd and Tom are the longtime owners there. Spectacular guys. They are true GL fans, and they are so thankful for all of you GLers that have stopped in. You can check out their entire menu, do it online right now, but just don't be a dummy. Order the Juicy Lucette burger, and you're going to be more than happy. 30bales.com. Please let them know that you heard about it on the Garage Logic podcast. You should be noted quality blue cheese. Quality blue cheese. Absolutely. Here's our man, John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. This uh, update brought to you by Fradloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. For the first time since 2008, a Minnesota governor's cabinet member has been rejected in the confirmation process by the Minnesota Senate. On Wednesday, the Republican-controlled Senate voted 34 to uh, 32 along party lines to reject the confirmation of Nancy LaPink, commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Labor and Industry. The unexpected move came shortly after the House voted not to take up a vote on whether to extend the governor's emergency powers for another 30 days. The Senate had voted earlier in the afternoon to end those powers, but it requires the approval of both chambers. So the governor's powers remain intact for him to respond to the coronavirus as he sees fit without needing approval from the legislature. Republicans say they had problems with the pink on a wide range of issues, including COVID-19 workers' compensation, wage theft, youth employment, and regulation of wedding barns. Democrats said it was all about political payback because the governor won't give up his emergency powers. We're just kids throwing sand at each other. Joe, you nailed it. That's all this is. <laughs> Former Minneapolis police officer who was fired for decorating a Christmas tree, remember this? Oh, yeah. With racially insensitive oh, yeah. items two years ago, has won his job back through arbitration. Department officials confirmed this week. An arbitrator ruled that Mark Bonsack was wrongly terminated by the department in connection with the November 2018 incident in which he and another former officer, Brandy Steberg, decorated the tree with a pack of menthol cigarettes, a can of steel reserve malt liquor, police tape, a bag of Takis, and a cup from Popeye's Louisiana Chicken. Oh, uh, these bo- crackers, this is doing the police force no good. He shouldn't have been rehired. This is your arbitration crackers. process is the problem. What about back pay? Oh, my God. I, I'm sure they've been getting, and I'm sure he'll get yeah. back pay. Bon Sager, I got that so right here, clones are. Why, why, why would that not be firing for just cause? I mean, come on, man. You're a low rent. You're a minor leaguer. That's BS. Don't You don't decorate a tree like that in the fourth precinct or anywhere, really. Just bon- why don't they fire these asses? Well, they it, did. They kind of did. They but, did, yeah. and it can't hold up. There's your reform problems. MPD spokesman John Elder on Wednesday confirmed Bonsack was back. Steberg was not, but declined to give further details, saying he couldn't discuss personnel matters. Department officials at the time described the incident as a prank, but MPD Chief Madaria Arredondo placed the two officers on leave after a public outcry and fired them the following fall. Critics, including the mayor, said the ornaments played to racist stereotypes made all the more disturbing by the fact that they appeared in the precinct tasked with patrolling the mostly black neighborhoods that make up the north side. Uh, well on leave, Bonsack and Steberg continued to collect pay for months while internal affairs looked into the matter. Arredondo has since apologized for the episode, saying he recognized how a singular act that erodes public trust can directly reflect on the entire department. He has been the subject, Bonsack that is, of at least 12 complaints over the past seven years, including one open case from 2018, according to records maintained by the Office of Police Conduct Review. Star Tribune reporting the Parks and Rec Board in Minneapolis served notice to vacate to people living in three homeless encampments this week, clearing two on Wednesday, but leaving one intact because uh, when they were going to try and move it, activists showed up in support of the campers. 
The notices were given to campers at Kenwood Park, Elliott Park, and Peavy Park, each of which had about a dozen tents, according to a statement from the Park Board. The three encampments had, quote, significant crime and safety incidents, including assaults, thefts, and gunfire, according to the board. When you're an activist, do you put all of these different things on your resume? Yep. You know, like, yeah, right. The encampments at Kenwood and Peavy Parks were located near schools, making them unauthorized under a resolution passed by the Park Board last month. The Hope Academy, which is next to Peavy Park, resumes in-person classes in September. On Tuesday night, 35 rounds were fired from several guns at Peavy Park, according to the Park Board. Wow. Yeah. Nobody, re- nobody injured. No witnesses have come forward. Volunteers in the park board have moved campers at Elliott and Kenwood parks to other encampments. Residents at the PV encampment had told volunteers they didn't want to leave, and as a result, dozens of people showed up at the park to protect the encampment. Jake Verdon, one of the volunteers, said they kept crews from removing public toilets and turned away buses sent in to relocate campers. At one point, they stood atop machinery brought in to clear the tents away. A new attempt to restart economic relief negotiations between the White House and Democrats ended just minutes after it began on Wednesday, with the president appearing to cast doubt on the whole process by saying it's just not going to happen. In declaring the whole process over, the president used a news conference to criticize Democrats' proposals for funding election preparations and the Postal Service as part of a broader spending measure. Uh, Speaking of the Postal Service, this morning, Thursday, President Trump was on Fox Business's Maria Bartiromo show. He said that Democratic demands to fund mail-in voting in the U.S. Postal Service were a non-starter. He directed, uh, directly linked Democrats' desired $3.6 billion for mail-in voting and $25 billion for the U.S. Postal Service to his claims that increased mail-in voting would lead to widespread voter fraud. He claimed the 2020 election could lead to the greatest fraud in history, a claim he's made before. The president expressed similar feelings during that press briefing yesterday. This morning, he said those are just two items. But if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. Uh, Fraud from mail-in voting has historically been rare, according to the Brennan Center with Oregon, a state that votes primarily by mail, documenting about a dozen cases of fraud out of more than 100 million ballots since two No American institution has been the subject of more tinkering and tampering than the voting process. It used to be quaint and traditional and you went to the polling place and if you still did it that way. you lived in the South. Right, right. I'm talking about after the Voting Rights Act. Or Chicago. Right. And if you went to the polling place, that means you were informed. Now we've gone out of our way to have people so, who are uninformed vote. Well, I, nobody can uh, dispute that, but the whole COVID thing, I mean, you must understand that. No, I don't understand that. No, I voted the other day. <laughs> I went in with my mask, screwed it up, line? had to fill, fill out two ballots. <laughs> I sheepishly went back to the, the lady and said, ah, I think I had to get another one here. You're one of those runoffers uh, guys from GL, right? <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Was it? Was your polling place crowded? Oh God, no, Kenny. I went at six o'clock. That was there was one other person in there. Six at night. Yeah. You know why? You know why? Well, they were eating COVID. supper. No, it's they're COVID. eating. They're eating dinner. No, it's COVID. Okay. <laughs> they were having some supper. Yep. And it is supper. Yep. I like supper. 
No, thank you. The federal government, I know you love these stories, Joe, set records for the amount of money it spent and the size of the deficit hey. it ran up in the first <sighs> 10 months of fiscal 2020, according to data released in the monthly Treasury statement. Uh, in fact, the money spent in the first 10 months of this fiscal year is more mm. than the government has ever spent in the previous full 12-month fiscal wow. year. So 10 oh, months spent more than in 12 God. months. Uh, that total, by the way, that they spent, yeah. I wish me luck, $5 trillion Six hundred thirty billion, eight hundred fifty-nine million dollars for the month. Uh, no, for the ten months. Oh, for the ten months. That's what oh, they spent. Oh, oh uh, that's as a easy. result. We talk about the deficit, Whoa. Joe. Uh, here's what the deficit now is. Yep. Uh, we started. Uh, I don't know about two months ago. We talked about it. It was at a uh, little over two twenty uh, two point Tw- four trillion. No, twenty-two uh, trillion. I thought. Trillion. Uh, trillion. Maybe wow. it was two trillion. Yeah. It was two tri- $2.4 trillion. It went up to two point six when the COVID thing uh, hit. And now the deficit is $2.8 That's the deficit. What's our debt? That's the deficit. No, the debt, yeah. I don't yeah, know the debt's, debt I think, uh, un- unimaginable. So speaking and, of saving money, if you would like to save some money, I want you to get in touch with Live Wire Solar. There we go. If you are sick and tired yeah. of spending money each and every month on your energy bill, they can help you out. I will tell you right now that these guys, uh, Troy and Tim, they're GLers they are going to take care of you. They're not only solar guys. They are full-service electrical contractors. If you've got a tenant business, uh, service upgrades for your home or your commercial business, they can certainly help you. How about this? If you install a system with no out-of-pocket costs, you could pay for it in four to six years with the money you save on your energy bill. Just think about that. No out-of-pocket, system paid for in four to six years. Save money on your energy bill for your business or your home. Get in touch with Livewire Solar, the Midwest solar experts and electrical contractors, 651-688-2400, or go to livewiresolarmn.com for a no-obligation analysis of your building or your home, plus a report on how much money you could save. Troy and Jim are going to take care of you. 651-688-2400. Throw that energy bill away with LiveWireSolarMN.com. All right. Thanks, Rook. Newsweek is being attacked after they ran an opinion column by John Eastman, a law professor at Chapman University. Uh, the headline, some questions for Kamala, uh, Kamala, Kamala, oh, geez, it's so tough Kamala. Just say the comma. word comma. Uh, comma, comma, add, yes, comma, comma, comma. And add law. Thought too much about it. Kamala Harris about eligibility was the headline. Boom. He was <laughs> he was speculating, uh, Harris, he's a longtime Trump backer, by the way, that somehow she's ineligible for the position. Uh, Trump campaign's legal advisor, Jenna Ellis, hopped on too, saying, quote, her eligibility to be vice president is an open question. When asked about a retweet questioning if she is eligible, uh, Harris, uh, there actually is no question, was born in Oakland, California. You know, John, on my power rankings of words that you like to mispronounce, um, yes. I still have Waukesha as number one and, Zim- one. and Tanzania. Waukesha? Yeah, as, and Tanzania, <laughs> yeah. close second. Tanzania? Tanzania? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, Polaris? Uh, Kazakhstan. I also had Kazakhstan. <laughs> so that was a good one. Waukesha say, was my favorite, though. Say her name, John. Say her name. Kamala. There you go. Not the Ugandan giant Kamala. Mm-hmm. No, not him. Uh, we have a musician. Wall Street. Uh, what, what? Sorry, John. I interfered right. with your unknown musician death. The, uh, <laughs> you guys might. I recommend that everybody lead the, read the lead editorial in today's Wall Street Journal, which lays out uh, with evidence how Kamala Harris uh, 
essentially ruined a grouping of Catholic hospitals in California by siding with SEIU and then imposing on those Catholic hospitals uh, actions that they could not possibly uh, comprehend, uh, handle, which then prevented their sale, uh, something along those lines. I'm not going to read the whole editorial on the air, but mm-hmm. I, recognize, I, I recommend it. She ain't what she's cracked up to be, folks. Well, she got her ass kicked in the run-up to the nomination. Mm-hmm. I mean, wasn't she one of the first out? Mm-hmm. I know some yeah, uh, out of money early. I know some uh, people that may be prone to not be Trump voters, and uh, they are not pleased with the uh, the choice. Hmm. Okay. Is it going to stop them from voting for Biden anyway? Probably not. They're probably okay. not going to vote, for, but they're not happy. <laughs> they're not thrilled just because of her prior actions dealing with uh, minorities, etc. These they're yeah. saying no, this isn't a good choice. Uh, the musician death. I don't think he's obscure. Trini Lopez. Oh, yeah. Trini, yeah, yeah. He's not obscure. had worldwide hit records in the early 60s by creating a unique mix of American folk, Latin, and rockabilly music. Uh, He died at the age of 83 in Rancho Mirage, California, from complications of COVID-19. His two biggest records, If I Had a Hammer and Lemon Tree, both had become hits uh, for the folk trio Peter, Paul, and Mary, but uh, Lopez, uh, they scored even higher, his versions on Billboard's Hot 100. His hammer reached number three, and Lemon Tree got to number ten. Unlistenable. Well, I forget. I, I'm going to disagree. What was he, but, what course was he you will. do with that hammer anyway? Uh, if, if I he had, had a hammer. hammer he'd yeah, hammer in the morning. Right. Yeah, I He'd guess, hammer in the evening. Right. Uh-huh. He'd hammer all day long. Oh. Why, so why he didn't he? A, cameras are pretty hammer. easy to get to. Why didn't he have a hammer? <laughs> I think it was a metaphor. Oh. Was a metaphor. Oh. Uh, not only was he a singer, he was an accomplished guitar player leading the Gibson Guitar Corporation in 1964 to invite him to design two instruments, both of which became collector's items. Uh, decades later, all sorts of folks still play the Trini Lopez model, including Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters and Noel Gallagher of Oasis. Uh, his first one he designed, an amazing guitar, just a gorgeous well, guitar. But wait a minute, his hit song, all he needed to do was go to Fratelloni's. He'd have got a hammer in about um, two minutes. Right, and right a lot there. of other stuff. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Or to 30 bales, he'd have got hammered right away. Oh. <laughs> Cross <laughs> that one off. Yep. Oh, Probably, boy, if he tried hard boy. enough, he could have picked up a lemon tree, too, because right. that was his other big hit. Lemon got tree, it. So he could have planted that. Aisle three, uh, hammers are over there, Bob. He ended up acting also among his uh, most famous roles, the film The Dirty Dozen. He was also in tons of television shows, had a variety show on NBC. Uh, His backing band on that show, by the way, I vaguely remember this, uh, The Ventures, the great uh, surf. Lifelong bachelor. Hmm. Yeah. Like to play the field, Uh, huh? Lucky. Court. <laughs> Cord cutters. I'm going to confuse everybody with this story now. Oh, I, I a, love when you do these. There's a new aid for cord cutters. Uh, something called Lowcast is now available for the first time in the Minneapolis St. Paul area. What is Lowcast, you might ask? What's Lowcast, John? What thank, is Lowcast? We're the cricket sounder. <laughs> it's, it's an app that supplies you with all the local channels, all 40 some without a satellite or cable service and without an antenna. It's free. It's a nonprofit service. Oh, that's the wrong one. What was that? The big one. Big cricket. That was Rodan. That was this cricket. <laughs> it's a nonprofit service that does ask for donations on its website, 
Uh, they are being sued by the networks right now, but some legal folks say they have a good chance of winning and staying in business. You can get it on all the major uh, services. Like I uh, have dialed mine up on the Roku. It works great. You can get it on Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick. So you still need more. something. You said you don't need anything, but you still need something. Well, you don't need a satellite. You don't need cable TV. And you but don't you need still an need that Joku or Fire whatever stick. the hell you're talking Roku. about. Yeah. Roku. Well, how else would you get there? The we go. Stick. Makes me and feel why would better. this be why would this be handy for uh, for Costco or for cord cutters? Don't don't act like we're the dumb ones here. Well, you're you the are one the that's ones, purposely obviously. giving wrong information. People who have Roku's who have problems getting the local channels will love that story because all they have to do is go to Locast, boom, download it. You got all the local channels. Meanwhile, here's Such. Tune in the twins. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the bleeping Vikings? I'm just happy to be here, Alex. Hey, I got a ray I of hope. I got out to the garage. I got it on a post-it note. <laughs> Where I got a ray are of hope. my post-it notes? be note? quiet. I got a ray of hope from uh, one of my brothers. Uh, that there, I got a ray of hope from one of my brothers, and he was talking to a guy who told his kids the twins are about to be on, and they raced to the radio and turned it on. They didn't oh, go to TV. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a ray of hope. Where uh, are they on? Are they still on CCO? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you talked about this, Joe. Uh, even though it's canceled this year, the state fair continues to make news. Five of this year's concerts have been rescheduled for 2021, including Miranda Lambert, uh, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald, Tim McGraw, rapper NF, and ventriloquist Darcy Lynn. Were you guys going to go there. catch that rapper NF show? No. NF. No. Where is don't NF? know anything about him. Here's the ventriloquist. Is bit now. Where the hell is NF? I don't see him here right now. I don't get it. See, my lips oh. aren't moving in the video. No, Rook. Jeez, uh, <laughs> Louise. Hey, <laughs> Joe. The... I'm talking to you, dummy. Hey, speaking of Rook, you know what today is, Rook? Wow. International Left Handers Day. You're lefty. Here no, it is. no, Here it don't is. do that. No. <laughs> no. This is it. I hate these this cameras. <laughs> Uh, International Left Handers Day. Have you watched that thing lately? Right. <laughs> it's an International Day right. observed and every year on, on August 13th to celebrate the uniqueness and differences of left-handers. They certainly are unique and different, aren't they? Yeah. I got a kid who's a lefty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. left-hander. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the update. How would you like to be a worm? <laughs> Left-handed worm. <laughs> Uh, the I learned a word uh, because of this story, by the way. Ambidextrous. Nope. Uh, oh. International Left-Handers Day was created to celebrate sinistrality. Do you know what sinistrality is? <laughs> Something to do uh, with being left-handed, I bet. That's correct, Joe. It yeah. means you're, you're, you're lefty-based. Mr. Yeah. President, um, have you ever experienced sinistrality? Yeah, I remember watching a show with Simon Barr, sinistrality. He was a, a Russian guy. He would try to fight people. Simon Barr Sinistrality. Oh, Remember no, Simon uh, Barr Sinister? No, no, I don't. Look at the Pink Panther, Simon. I think it was. Uh, no, don't Panthers remember that. pink. No. Not no. even the girl ones. Nope. But insulation no, uh, is pink. Keeps you warm inside. Insulation? Pink Panther's insulation. Uh-huh. When did Taze go to the Rangers? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm watching hockey. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, on NHL? It might only be on Instagram, but maybe on Twitter as well. How they hired the hockey hair guy from Minnesota? Oh, they did to do um, the top ten NHL style looks, 
Uh, it's not his best work, but it's very solid. Uh, I highly is recommend. It their, is it on NHL.com? I saw it on Instagram. I'll try to I'll try to find out where it is. But cool. It's worth uh, four minutes of your time. Those hockey hair videos from the high school tournament were always gold. But that's great that the Jen. NHL is getting this guy. Yes, Joe. John, thank you uh-huh. for the for the newscast. And uh, you're, you're, we're having you're a meeting. We're, we're going to have a little talk during My left this hand is pink. Time out. <laughs> is it purple? A grip. Let's have a little behavior. Looking for pictures. Of this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Chris Miller, the GLer that owns and operates Aim High Construction MN.com, along with a project manager Keith Chamberlain. They were out to my place, I believe it was Monday. They ripped out the gross old countertops and that nasty sink. The new floor went in uh, the, the next day. Uh, new subfloor, too. You guys should see this. It's so awesome. The walls have been skimmed and painted and ready, and we are now waiting for our new cabinets to come in. And, uh, well, that kitchen will be done. I'm so excited. Been very impressed with the quality of the workmanship with Aim High, the timing, and the communication with both uh, Chris and Keith has been fantastic. It's made things uh, way, way easier on me. Even the, the bride is happy with them. And what works with us will definitely work for you, including if you're a fake mare with a cruddy old shed in the backyard <laughs> that you need torn down and replaced with a nice new one. Aim High Construction MN can do any job construction-related, including getting you a roof. They're going to work with your budget. Uh, they're going to help with design. They can offer financing if you need it. Schedule that meeting now because they are booking up for the winter. You can get a design consultation and an estimate and then be ready to be happy. Aim high construction, MN.com. Jim Wolf in St. Paul is uh, challenging me to uh, go to the website he linked me to for further discussion of uh, math, of maddocks of spatial justice. It came up the other day with this fruitcake teacher in New York yeah. uh, who uh, is, believes that 2 plus 2 does not necessarily equal 4 because that's just an example of white patriarchy. Well, there actually is a site. It's called Math Space Justice. Teaching Mathematics for Social Justice integrates teaching mathematics for social justice with perspectives on place and spatial justice. Our team has begun this work based at City University of New York, Brooklyn College, where it's where that fruitcake teaches. Our development and research includes design-based projects involving collaborations with teachers in high schools and community colleges in New York City. All right. Okay. I defy anyone to tell me what this means. George W. could have written this. Uh this research is fundamentally framed by a focus on mathematical concepts and their presence in an ability to describe everyday life. Curriculum designs to date have focused on combin- combinatorics and proportional spending related to the New York State lottery and on concepts of percent and ratio related to the range and distribution of financial services available in the city. Informed by theoretical texts from human and critical geography, as well as the use of spatially enabled technologies, uh, this program considers the spatial aspects and impact of issue study as part of design curriculum. From this perspective, space and place are taken as vibrantly hybridized and susceptible to negative structuring by issues of injustice. 
pulling on foundational work in critical pedagogy from Fryer and critical mathematics from Gustine. Uh, the research focuses on foregrounding issues of equity in the study of mathematics. It is a transformative agenda of supporting students to recruit mathematics as a tool for a critique of social justice issues and their impact on urban space and places. Yeah, okay. B as in B, S as in S. <laughs> you, you fraudulent fake academy people. This is, I, I have no idea what it. But th- well, listen, get this, get this, get this. This material is based on work supported by the National Science Foundation under a grant. They wow. got money from me to do this. <laughs> they got my dough. It's just yeah. insanity. Absolute insanity. And I what don't. Was that deficit again? Something trillion? Yeah. <laughs> 2.8. Maybe that's just the imagination of white people that the, the, the debt's that high. Let's just erase it uh, and put it in a different space and context. Oh, maybe the cancel culture can cancel the debt. Yeah. Let's cancel the debt. Let's cancel the debt. Why don't we cancel stuff we need to cancel? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Huh? I know what you're saying. Huh? Yeah, like that, like that meeting you just true. scheduled about 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we cancel that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, courtesy of Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota history, August 13th. In 1849, Minnesota Territory's first court session is held in Stillwater. Reportedly, only one man on the jury wore boots. All the rest had moccasins. In 1893, on this day, the biggest fire in Minneapolis history burns 23 square blocks of the city and more than 150 buildings, leaving 1,500 people without shelter. And that occurred on this day in, uh, what year? 1893. <clears throat> the, uh, uh, forgot what I was going to say. Hmm. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I think you were going to preview our Tomball game tonight against Prior Lake. Uh, it's a huge matchup tonight. It's going to be a warm story. one. Yeah. It's going to be a warm one. Yep. Uh, hot and humid right now, just uh, uh, gorgeous, just absolutely gorgeous. I love this kind of weather because nothing hurts. The more humid it gets, the less things hurt. That's been my finding, and I'm sticking to that observation. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, Johnny? Yes. Never mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> just kidding. Just checking. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to yeah. make sure I was still here. Huh? <laughs> Uh, I'm a big uh, fan of Schmelz Countryside, as you know. I've shopped there, uh, have, uh, and will continue to. Schmelz Countryside of Maplewood, southeast quadrant of Highway 61 and 36, is one of the Twin Cities' last truly family-owned dealers. And the truth is, now more, now more than ever, regional and national conglomerates own these dealerships, not Schmelz. Uh, three great marks. Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. And here's what you do to set up your own sales appointment. You go to the website, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Do all your homework there. Get out the pad and pencil. Do all the measurements. Is it going to fit your family? Does it have your, have your needs in mind? And then call Schmelz. They'll have that car ready for you for your test drive. 651 651- 
243-4316. It's going to be uh, probably the future of uh, the automobile purchasing as we'll be getting our own personalized sales appointments. And those are available uh, at Schmelz. We're right now all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the new flagship Atlas Cross Sport is available for 0% interest for 72 months with a 120-day payment deferral for Volkswagen vehicles, 0% for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. It's the end of the world as we know it. He feels fine. Joe Suchere. All right, so confession time number two for uh, yours truly, gentlemen. Uh, yesterday, I mentioned that, uh, you know, my family's been camping down at the old barn resort down in Lanesboro, and I, I thought, bet. here's what I'm going to do. I went down there for the day yesterday. I was going to come back this morning to do GL. I thought, I'm going to swing over to Harmony Spirits. The bride and I were going to go grab a drink on that beautiful tasting room patio right before supper time yep, yep. went up there <clears throat> yeah they were closed um apparently they are Ooh. they they're only open thursday friday saturday and sunday Ooh, one day off but huh? what i did do was go to the bar that was next door ordered two harmony drinks then we went and sat on the patio so it was almost like we that was were the there that was the same absolutely but i gotta tell you that it's re- look at look at this photo rook the rustic kind of view of the front there oh, it's oh, it's yeah. got you and yeah, your gal I, i'm digging that. yeah absolutely harmony spirits yeah. at harmony spirits on on Twitter, if you go to their Twitter account, you can register for the chance to win one of Harmony Spirits bottles of your choice. They are going to select winners every single month for the remainder of the year. All you need to do is sign up online at their website, and you can do it through their Twitter account as well. Go to your local liquor store and ask for Harmony Spirits by name. Handcrafted spirits made right here in southern Minnesota. Harmony, Minnesota, to be exact. They are also available at our buddies at Elevated. But go in there. You are not going to be disappointed. The mayor just had his first sip of Harmony Spirits this week. He was blown away. Do us a favor and support Harmony Spirits. And when you make your order, tell them you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Johnny Guitar, you are the guitar-playing newsman. Can you give us a little noodling in honor of Trini Lopez? Can you hear it? Yeah. 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 You can hear that? Oh, yeah. Maybe we should all sing a folk song in honor of Trini. All together, what do you think? <laughs> which which song would that be? If I had a hammer, I'd, I'd hammer in the morning. morning. I'd, I'd hammer in the evening. I'd hammer all town and time. I'd be pounding those nails into boards. How about if I just... Maybe not. Yeah, it's, maybe, uh, not. maybe let's try that again from the top. Kenny, it's okay now. You can come back. <laughs> Kenny took his headphones yeah, he off. He was plugging his ears. What kind of guitar is that, John? That thing sounds sweet. Uh, this is a very nice uh, Ibanez. AS7, AS73, it's called. Rook, you, know you showed model? us during Semi the break. I'm a bigger fan you, of the AS72. I thought yeah. it was perfect. They didn't take it one step further. During that break, you showed us the Trini uh, Fender electric no, guitar. No, it's a Gibson, actually. Oh, it's a Gibson. The headstock looked like a Fender. Well, you, you were very perceptive. Uh, Trini used to play, in the late 50s, he played Fenders. He liked the way the headstock was and where the tuning things were. So he asked Gibson when he designed <laughs> no that kidding. guitar for them to put them just like a Fender. Sure. It's very perceptive of you, Mr. Wow. Wilson. Oh, wow. wow. How did he get away perceptive. with that? I'm surprised Whose idea Fender was didn't this? say something. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, the uh, Trini Lopez guitars, they're very valuable now. The one I showed you guys right now is selling for $5,400. Uh, that was a 64. Uh, they also have something now called the Johnny A. There's a Boston guitarist named Johnny A, wonderful player. And the guitar is uh, very similar. I, I actually have one of those, an Epiphone. Uh, it's a really nice guitar. Well, since yeah. it's what clear does, that... Uh, what does the A stand for? Uh, I don't know. A Appleseed? Mm. Aloysius. John, if I you took know? up the guitar, how long would it take before I was competent enough to play simple songs? Like just, you know... That kind of stuff? Yeah. You could do that in a week or two. Really? Well, you could learn a few chords in a week or two. And, yeah. You know, you could do this. Hey, John. We got some heavy artillery coming out here behind you. John? Yes, Kenny. What key? How about uh, <laughs> Running with the Devil, E? <laughs> I'm not really set up to play that. Sounds like my stomach. See, I was set up like with a real clean. <laughs> 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 Alright, this show's over. Goodbye. <laughs> this is your, your you've lost. So wait a minute. So I your, don't, the listeners are insulted. Do I not get to promote my town baseball game in Faribault tonight against the Prior Lake Mudcats? What, what time? time? Uh, around 7 30. No. Do oh, okay. I don't, don't get do to that. do that. Gotcha. We gotta promote things like Pod MM. Yes, we do. For all those podcasts. When you're going to Reavers Town Ball Games, you can listen to all these podcasts. Podcast, Garage Logic, Monday Night Sports Talk, Table Talk with Rookie's Family, and all the other the Fret Club. We got some Fret Club libraries back there as well. Check libraries? those out. Pod M. Did I say libraries? Pod <laughs> yes, you did. On your smartphone, or Thanks, as Joe Club. always says, podmn.com on my MacBook Air. Yeah. That doesn't have Chrome. Also, a uh, quick reminder, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, for all of your grilling needs, yeah, oh, your smoke air with the Weber. The smoke fire grill is absolutely outstanding. Or it's going to be backyard fire time. Get some tiki torches to light up the path back. Nice, John. Because you probably nice. need that to get back inside I like what house. I'm hearing now. Yeah, Johnny, go. Keep it going, brah. You guys want to hang out a little bit longer? Well, as long as Johnny's playing like this, I do. I think he's fading fast. All right, here we go. Check it out. Pod MN, podmn.com. We'll catch you next time.